Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke of WindowsComing.net, and Mia Johnson of DorksideOfTheForce.com and WindowsComing.net talk all things sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TVs, because apparently no one else is brave enough to do it. Um, Mia, okay, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I want to skip right past the pleasantries today and get to our first big story because HBO, out of nowhere, dropped a teaser trailer for the upcoming Game of Thrones prequel series, House of the Dragon, complete with Matt Smith in a Targaryen blonde wig, giant dragon skulls, uh, lots of blonde wigs, frankly, they're all over the place, mm-hmm. um, and such a sort of things. Yeah, I'm excited. It was such a surprise. I woke up and the chat was like, ah, I was like on fire, and I was like, wow. It was a surprise. Here. <laughs> Apparently they released it to kind of time with HBO Max rollout in Europe. Interesting is, is what I heard. Like it came okay. along with the peacemaker thing, other things. So yeah, that's why yeah, yeah. Then. It was released like really early in the morning, but I guess for Europe it was like a decent time. I agree with what Stephanie says. Yes, with like eighteen <laughs> S's. By the way, hey Stephanie, hey Dan, Christian, Terry, Jen, Julie. We're not going to keep you waiting, so I feel like we should just watch this trailer. Let's do it. Talk about it. I'm going to be doing CSI. Like pause it there. And can I ask you to zoom in? No, I want to zoom in. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna see what we can see. Okay. Fire when ready, producer Richard. Okay. HBO. That's the network it's on. Okay. Pause it. (laughs) This is going to be bad. Okay. Matt Smith, Targaryen wig. Mm -hmm. I think it looks okay. What do you think? How how does it look? They, a lot of them do look better on film. I was, I was like, I have to say this on camera does look better on film. Um, Some of them still look a little rough, but I'll give them a pass. Um, I agree. It looks better on film and it better because there's a lot of bleach blonde (laughs) people in the show. Okay. Continue. Okay. Down to the thing. He's given a speech about there being gods, literal series. He, he, he talks in the show. No one else does. This is him and Rhaenyra Targaryen, mm-hmm. Emma D'Arcy. Okay, uh, pause it. Okay, so 200 years before. So, that's about right. So, the Dance of the Dragon, the war that this show is about, happens about like 170 years before. 200 years before, they're doing other, like, setup. So, uh-huh. this should be like a pretty wide kind of um, time we're going to cover here. Because, you know, we have young actors for Rhaenyra and older Rhaenyra. Right, Young Alison. Yep. Older Allison. Matt Smith will just play himself 30 years apart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it'll cover a, a decent amount of chunk of time, which, okay. which, I'm, which, I'm, which I'm here for. Okay, yeah. continue. And feel free to do the pause thing, too, or the fall of the throne. Okay, <laughs> pause. Okay. Oh, that, that was a is, quick one. Ooh. It was. They're trying to hide it. What I've heard is that they're doing a lot of reshoots because it's hard to like have this many dragons like all the time on your show. Yeah. This is the skull of Balerion the Black Dread, the biggest and most fearsome of the Targaryen dragons. He's dead. Even by this point right. of the show, at the time, he's dead. But 
they keep his skull around. They keep all the all, all the dragon skulls around because they worship dragons. Basically, it's a whole Targaryen. Yeah, I was gonna thing. say with all the candles, it looks like an altar for that dragon. I thought that was a live dragon at first, and then the fans corrected me partially <laughs> and venomously and uh, told me that it was in fact not really. They were fine. Um, but yeah, I was wrong. That yeah. is the skull of Balerion the Black Dread. Yeah, I would have. I would have thought maybe it was a statue. It looks like almost like stone. But yeah, I, I get that it looks like a skull ish. <laughs> They're trying to, I predict a lot of looking at dragons through um, sheens of smoke and in the distance and through desert oh, hazes. A little movie magic. A little movie <laughs> magic when, when we actually get to the thing. Okay. Okay, continue. Th- thank you, Richard. You're a god. That's oh, uh, Otto Hightower, Hand of the King. Okay, pause it. I'm this Kingman. Okay, this is Patty Considine as King Viserys Targaryen the First, mm-hmm. and that is the Valyrian Steel Sword Blackfire. Ooh. All these names. How are there so many names for a, a thing that's like a prequel? Okay, and he's on the Iron Throne, uh-huh. which is very different. We'll get to that a little bit later. Continue. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's big. Well, it's interesting. I want to hear what you. Okay, here we have Rain. Okay, pause it. This is. Thank you, Richard. Richard's been really. <laughs> uh, this is Miley Alcock as young Rhaenyra Tar- Tar- Targaryen. So, again, this show, like Game of Thrones, not really any main character, but if there is one, like, she's the Jon Snow, she's the Daenerys Targaryen, she's okay. the Tyrion Lannister, she, she'll she be, like, a big player. Got it. That's the young version of her. I just love that look, by the way. I it's can't. not a bad look. <laughs> I feel, we'll talk about it later, the costumes look almost too elaborate to me in this. How so? Well, like, right here, that is, like, a lot of different golden pieces. Like, you got the necklace, the earrings, Mm -hmm. the headdress, and what looks like little golden appliques on her garment. Right. We can't see the whole thing. And she's in front of the Iron Throne. Important character, that's the king's daughter. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's the one who's on one side of the two wars. We got to, and whatever you guys think about this, hit us up. Yeah, we're... As Christian says... Crank the brightness into the long night. This trailer does maintain the Game of Thrones tradition of dark photography. <laughs> um, which I don't know about how I feel about that, but we'll see. Okay. Ready? Uh, okay, Richard, please continue. Got some candles. Here we are with Matt Smith. Damon, okay, pause it. We have we have to look at this. Okay. What Mia, what do you think? <laughs> You know, I think there's a reason, you know, they've got the night filter on this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, the front is well laid. If there's anything I can say about wigs, the front is well laid. The back, the party in the back, I'm not so sold on. Doesn't look super natural, like natural hair. If that's the only critiques that I can give in my professional opinion, because I know nothing else about House of the Dragon, it's that... (laughs) Do you, okay, so, um, yeah, I see what you're saying, like, I wonder if it's because it's Matt Smith. Like, we know what Matt Smith looks like, you know? Yeah. Like, we kind of know what his hair it's looks like. It's a little like. off-putting, yeah. I mean, I'm down with it. Uh, I think it looks good. I mean, and they have, I guess, like, he, he's the famous one. He's, mm-hmm. he's the known face. They have been up uphill battle trying to convince folk that he is not, in fact, Doctor Who or Prince Philip, but he is Daemon Targaryen. Leering, lascivious, violent, warlike, dragon riding dude. Yeah. Give it to us, Matt Smith. You're doing. I can see. I believe in you. Look. Thank you, Richard. That was good instinct. Oh, that's gorgeous. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Here, here. This one. Okay. These are the 
Valerians. Mm-hmm. This is where I talk about the costumes. Um, yeah. There's a lot of gold. Yeah. There's some gold. Oh, man. I forget what their uh, house colors are. It must include gold. Um, Valerians, powerful, powerful house. Very, very rich. Uh, rich in the Lannisters. That guy on the left, Corlys, the older one, Corlys Valerian, he's a big, he's a big important character married to Rhaenys Targaryen on the right, dragon riding lady. Uh-huh. That's their gay son in the middle who marries. I recall. Um, Rhaenyra. <laughs> they also got their daughter over on the right. The whole family. Yeah. Um, they're big players. Any impressions? Uh, so they all have gray hair? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed. Uh, it's the battle I, I, of the white I, I, hair versus the gray hair. That's my takeaway. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be Targaryenish hair. Okay. Does yeah. it read that way to you? A little bit. A little. So they're like. Hmm. They're like from the same area that the Targaryens. Okay. Are yeah. From. Like, are they a like, spin-off? They're not fan? related. They're from. That, they're they're okay. all from Valyria. Okay. The yeah. old empire that fell. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, overall, I like the looks. It is very regal. It is. F- it it's a little shocking to be like, oh, there's diversity now <laughs> in a Game of Thrones series, especially, you know, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, with these characters. And again, and that, that was perfect because, I mean, this is one of the situations where in the book, like, I don't think he even mentions their race at all. Like, this mm-hmm. is their deciding it, which is a good thing that they, they want to have some diversity in the show. Right. And, and I think they made a good choice because this family is important. Like, these, these are important characters, all of them. Um, guess which ones die throughout the course of the story? <laughs> so uh, Not all of them, but some of them. Um, and as Julie says, you can never get too elaborate with costumes for me. Having said that, if you think back to Cleopatra era, for example, there was a lot of gold used in silver. Julie, do you mean like Cleopatra, the actual time of before, uh, before Christian times or the movie Cleopatra with with Elizabeth Taylor? (laughs) Because I'm here for either one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm loving the costume. I'm, I'm with Julie. I think it's, it's perfect. You can't go too far out. Do we know what the house colors of House Valerian are? Because I'm forgetting. It can't be black and gold because that's House Greyjoy. Yeah, it almost it looks must be navy-ish or something too. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Super okay. Google. Okay. This, this, this will be so, so fast. Um, house Valerian colors. Don't worry. It's Let's not, see. It's not waste of time. Okay. Silver on sea green. Nope. Oh. They love gold. Oh, so they changed that. <laughs> they did. Or they just have some outfits. As Stephanie says, their hair is actually supposed to be platinum blonde and their eyes are supposed to be lilac. That is Targaryen's. You're right. But um, I think the ship, the boat sailed on lilac eyes when they With- tried to have Amelia Clark wear contacts <laughs> and she like couldn't act. Yeah. She was breaking so much. So leave that crap to the Witcher. All right. No way. Are we ready again? Let's keep moving. Continue. Oh, that's pretty. Okay. No, that's fine. You're going to do absolutely everything. It's all good. I want to stop at everything. It's not. It's not fair to you. Yeah, we're like stopping and taking pictures at all the. That's sites. really good. But it's okay. Okay, her is. Oh, oh any. That's uh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Great. Hold on this one. Hold on this one. Those two ladies. Okay. <laughs> um, we saw a bunch of stuff. We saw Myceria. We saw um, Allison Hightower with the knife. Mm-hmm. This is a really important shot. This one. This is a great one to stop on. This, thank you, Richard. All right. Um, this is young Rhaenyra Targaryen and young. Um, Alicent Hightower at a very important tournament, what we think anyway. Mm-hmm. They're the two women who are always talking about like the rivals, where it's the king's daughter, Rhaenyra, and the king's new wife, Alicent, who would prefer her son be king and not Rhaenyra. Um, 
they so again like it looks like they're going to kind of build up because they're going to have these scenes where they're basically on good terms or sitting next to each other before it all like kind of goes to absolute hell yeah um there's a really great scene looking forward to where it's a tournament this might be the tournament where they're kind of like they're known to be rivals and of course like taking sides and then rhaenyra comes out in a black gown and allison comes out in a green gown and then forever after, their factions are known as the Blacks and the Greens, like oh, throughout the entire right. war. This probably isn't it because they're not wearing those colors. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that scene. I'm going to talk about fashion It's going to be very dramatic. <laughs> very dramatic. Very dramatic. And Julie says, love you, Richard. You're doing great. Yes. And it's straight from Julie, so you know it's correct. But yeah, um, I'm loving all like the the kind of set pieces here. Who doesn't like a good... I also like that it's kind of, you know, it's not just fights. Like, we're seeing people who are just talking, people who are sitting in a tournament. Mm-hmm. There's a great bit before of Alicent with, like, a knife looking all upset. There's this bit early on where one of Rhaenyra... Where Alicent's and Rhaenyra's kids fight and one of Alicent's sons loses an eye. Oh, no. <laughs> she demands that um, the king, as punishment, take the eye of one of Rhaenyra's sons. And he's like, how about we just don't live in the same house anymore? <laughs> but that, of course, deepens the rivalry. That eventually blows up. It's juicy, man. It's juicy. Okay. Continue. Oh, Jow's got to love Jow's fighty, fighty, fighty. And then, what's the... Oh, oh, pause this. Go. This is important. Okay. 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 So, the Iron Throne. Yes. Big iconic thing in Game of Thrones. We all know what it looks like. So, it's still the same throne, but they have done some stuff around it. Continue. Continue the trailer. Okay, there we go. There we go. Okay, pause there. Yeah. That bit where she was kind of walking toward it. (laughs) When I saw that, I was like, I don't remember the whole place being adorned like that. This is, it's... I can't decide if what they're doing is clever or I don't like it. Okay, I'll lay it out. So, the Iron Throne is that. It's that okay, chair. Right, right. It's like, what when when they made that, it was, you know, it, it was Game of Thrones season one. They, they had money, but not like all the money. Mm-hmm. It, it is supposed to be in the books, like more just festooned with uh. blades everywhere and kind of dangerous and nasty and like you're supposed to be able to cut yourself on it. I never thought they were anybody could cut her themselves on the actual Iron Throne of the show. Yeah. So what they've done here is they keep the base throne. They haven't actually changed it, but they've just shoved tons of other swords <laughs> around it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think what they want to do is like, they want to have the more, traditional from the books, mm-hmm. but they don't actually want to get rid of, like, the old chair we know. Right. So, they decided, like, this kind of half-measure thing of just keep the old chair, but just shove lots of blades around it. And that's will kind of have the same effect. Yeah, that's an interesting artistic choice. Um, it does, like, in a way, say, you know, okay, this is very dangerous. It makes it kind of even intimidating. It does look more dangerous. Right. Like, you know, if you have to approach whoever's on the throne, it's like, you yeah. know. This or is... sit on that thing. Yeah. Like, you make, if you, what if, like, fall asleep on your hand or something? <laughs> I never thought about that. But it does look a little, I can see where it's like a little over the top, you know, like where you're just like sword, 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 you know, just going wild and crazy with it. Um, I like the idea. I almost yeah. wish they would have just said, screw it. Let's just design a whole new throne and act and just don't 
don't bother trying to have exact continuity. Ooh. But I guess that, I mean, they, they want to have like a whole connected thing here. And I get that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a little tough for them to abandon. And it has become very iconic. I mean, we've got the little pop figure and all that stuff. So I do so, yeah, think it would I be a little cool. shocking. Um, but yeah, for what they did, I'll give them, you know, an A for effort. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a, it's a smart way to kind of thread the needle. And then you have to think like, so who got rid of the swords then? Like did Robert Baratheon come in and be like, no, this, this is too dangerous. <laughs> I'm too fat. I might yeah, hurt myself. Drunk like and, you know, yeah. this ain't going to work. <laughs> or some king between now yeah. and then, I guess. But yeah, um, thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts, yeah, actually. They're, they're do, going do you like this change or would you like an alteration? Let us know in the comments. All right. I think we're going to the end. Continue. Dragon's dead. And Keflush. Keflush. Swoosh fire. How's the dragon on? I think it's like HBO Max, don't they? 2022. Sure, we need that. That's next year. <laughs> HBO Max. Yep. Oh, they are pushing yeah. that thing. They want you to buy HBO Max. They're like, oh, are you know the successor to the biggest show of the past ten years? It's on. H- it's on HBO. It's also on HBO Max. Our streaming service, ten dollars a month. Buy it now. Yeah. I like it, and it'll probably work. Like. <laughs> everything except for Paramount Plus, which sucks, but it's just a great couple of years. So I'm sure it'll work. Yeah. Uh, should see. we read some comments? Yeah, let's any just go. Thoughts? Gosh. Well, yeah, my overall thoughts. It's, you know, it's funny because I, I've always been this middle of the road uh, Thrones fan. So yeah. it's like when I see it, I'm really, really excited for it. And just seeing like, I knew it was going to be as high quality as Game of Thrones. Oh, sure. and obviously I mean, better than, you know, what they could do in season one and season two. So I think they're upping the ante. Um, definitely are. And for me, like still even not to be, I'm familiar with the story. I don't know all the ins and outs of someone, you know, deeper like you. But I think if I were coming into this as someone else who's not myself on a Game of Thrones podcast, mm-hmm. I would be interested and excited and being like oh i you know like oh it's the iron throne oh it's um you know the hand of the kingpin and all that stuff like something gets you excited about (laughs) it does yeah i think it looks pretty effective it it is hard to like kind of get out of our little bubbles here to see how like a true unexposed person would act (laughs) because that does not describe me or you (laughs) and for y'all are saying the throne was huge in the book and it did cut but it towers up which you're right yeah it's like this enormous you have to climb the steps to it which again kind of a half measure julie likes it because remember it was meant to be much bigger than it was in the show they probably could have gone bigger which yeah i think so too but then they wouldn't have then people would have asked questions like well where was that thrown in the original show why wasn't it around i'm 100 sure that's why they didn't yeah. go bigger with it uh and of course love you richard you're doing great as zozo says in our youtube stream uh, they did actually change the throne. It's bigger and, and asymmetrical now. Ooh, I suppose if we look really closely, you might yeah. see that. Thank you, Zozo, on our YouTube stream. We're available on YouTube every Wednesday edition of Facebook. And available on, you know, uh, podcast form, iTunes, Google Play, et cetera, and so forth. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm sure we'll get closer looks at it as more things start to come out. But it's fun that they're at the point now where they're willing to release some footage. It's fun that it's happening. It's fun that it's moving along. Things look pretty solid. We can't know for sure, but the signs are good. I'm psyched. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't think they can go too wrong. They've got a lot of support. They can go wrong. wrong. I think leading up to this, there's going to be a lot of hype. I think there's going to be a lot of people really excited for this. I don't know if it, it may or may not break some records. Who knows? But 
then yeah, I think that first episode is going to be key of whether or not, yes. okay, is this story worth watching for, you know, the casual fan? Is there enough to keep you hooked or... I shouldn't be invested in this like this, but like I am. It's like I, I, I want it to do well. Like, yeah. I shouldn't care about this, but I, 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 I do. I want it to do well. But you're right. First episode, I mean, the first, I'm sure that people watch first episode and there'll be a drop and then it'll, it'll have to sink or swim. It'll have mm-hmm. to like actually be good after yeah. that. I, I'm pulling for your house of the dragon. I'm pulling for Come you. on. Okay. As uh, Dan Turton says, and yes, an asymmetrical monstrosity of a throne made with thousands of enemy swords, which, yeah, <laughs> they cut down. Like, that wasn't thousands of swords in the Game of Thrones thing. That was like, you know, a couple of pounds of cement. Yeah. <laughs> or iron. It was an iron throne. Yes. So, yes, yeah, yes, a yes. fun half measure. And Julie asks, how many times did I watch it so far? Only three of me so far? I, I mean, throughout the, the yesterday and today, maybe about six seven eight somewhere in there yeah because you had to do the in-depth you did the whole breakdown too uh, of yeah. it yeah, so, so yeah. I, I know that life <laughs> yes we all know that life here but okay moving on from the, the, so there were some other things that did happen um this week i can't remember what they are though so me what are they uh, oh my gosh so from out of nowhere this no. little old show on Netflix called Squid Game. Squid um, Game. Went up to the top of the charts. It's number one on Netflix. Has anyone else seen, seen Squid Game? Um, <laughs> it's like every single person um, everywhere. Um, they're saying this is one of Netflix's biggest shows to date. And I think it's like, I don't know how it compares to Bridgerton. And it might be up there. I think bigger than Stranger Things or could be close. Yeah. Um, Queen's Gambit. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's going to become, it's going to be the number one watch show ever on Netflix, which is absolutely insane for yeah. a show that came out this, this recently. Yeah. And I'll say it like you don't really expect like a foreign language drama to do so well, particularly with American audiences. Mm-hmm. The kind of stereotype about us is that we're stupid and we don't want to read anything. But <laughs> Proven us wrong, Squid Game. Proven us wrong. <laughs> well, I did. I talked to my brother last night. Um, we talked about Venom, which you all see is up next. But he actually watched it um, dubbed. So I was very upset. I Ooh. watched the whole thing with subtitles. Um, just because it, you can so when you watch something like this, um, kind of like Parasite or something, it's like you want to hear it in its natural language just because, you know, you can get a better sense of the acting and, sure. you know, it makes I you agree. feel more immersed in it. So I, I did watch, I did watch this with subtitles and, and so you said you haven't seen it. I have not seen Squid Game yet. Why don't you give me a, a brief... <laughs> A brief synopsis yeah. for all, all the kids out there. Oh, my goodness. How do you even describe this show? It is... Okay. In general, it's about this game. It's called Squid Game. Mm-hmm. It is where they bring in just under 500 people um, who are down on their luck, severely in debt, need, need, need money um, to play for a huge cash prize, like over 45 it's like 45 billion won, which is maybe 45 million or so on um, I did dollars. <laughs> yeah, I was like, money. I need to know. You know, they keep talking about the money. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, these people play to the death, basically. Um, and I believe it's six games, but they're children's games in order <laughs> to mm-hmm. get the, the cash money. Yeah, it is so hard to explain. But yeah, so, I you know, it. the first game that they play is Red Light, Green Light. And that one is so iconic because that huge doll, that robo- robot doll that calls out Red Light, Green Light. And then, Instant icon. Then she turns around and <laughs> you just get sniper rifled if you accidentally mess up. It's intense. 
it's a lot, you know, a lot of death, you know, 455 people and then some have to die. Of course. <laughs> in order for there to be a winner. Um, but I'm not ashamed to admit I binge watched the whole entire thing on Saturday, um, which has n- I have not done that in a really are long time. Hour long or half hour long? Though These are like hours and an hour like for each episode basically and so it's funny because i am never like a big binge watching person i really hate shows that go over an hour like over 40 minutes so this was supreme (laughs) for me to watch this show i started at two o'clock in the afternoon and i came back for dinner and i was like i'll just watch one more episode (laughs) and i'll watch one more episode and then it ended up i made it to like five o'clock in the morning (laughs) 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 it got so late i caught that I talked to my grandmother in Germany because I was like, I don't want you to wake me up, you know, when we usually talk in the morning. So let's just talk now at 3.30. I made it all the way to five o'clock and pretty much finished. Um, I ended up watching it the next morning to finish. So that's just how good it is. Um, and it's amazing that it um, has just risen in popularity over the last week. They're like no marketing too. Like yeah. it's not like they were getting the water, but there was no like squigging on the side of a bus or anything. This was just... <laughs> The algorithm Pure, fed it to folk yeah. and people talked and about it and must have spread it. Yeah, I think it was big on TikTok and oh, social media. Because yes. my 11-year-old sister was telling me about it before I watched it. And I was like, I've never heard of this and I don't think you should be watching it anyway. But knowing that it's from her and her friends, they spend a lot of time on TikTok. I think there was a huge kind of viral moment on um, social media. I saw a lot of memes like um, one of the games is where you get this sugar um cookie basically i don't know if you've seen it and you get a shape it's like cookie cutter shape and you have to like get the shape out of the sugar without breaking it it's but that has like become a popular game online just because people like oh my gosh i wonder if i would die or not in the squid game (laughs) so that's what um has been going on and it's funny that this show um had reportedly taken like 10 years like it had been rejected for 10 years until um you know, Netflix finally picked it up. So I'm wondering, like, do you think this whole um, will Korean programming TV series will have a lasting impact? Um, do you think this might be a one hit wonder? Because apparently Netflix is putting a lot of money into Korean television and programming now. Oh, yeah. so it makes I mean, me... Like Korean soap's been a huge thing for a while. And people yeah. people love those things. And like Parasite won Best Picture, the first film thing to movie, movie to ever win Best Picture, a Korean movie. I think it's kind of already here. I think this is just sort of another example of it kind of breaking out. And like, why stop at movies like BTS, K-pop? Like South Korea is kind of becoming a cultural force yeah. in terms of music, uh, movies, TV, books next. We'll see. No, no, it's <laughs> books. Um, I, it's interesting, too, that like the, the two big ones I think of, like which are Parasite and this are both kind of about um, the desperate lower classes yeah. trying to do whatever they can to get ahead. Um, and also, like, uh, kind of all the works of Bong Joon-ho, like um, Snowpiercer and the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it must be on their brains. Yeah, I was reading because the um, there was a Variety article with the creator where he was talking about, like, potentially doing a season two and just kind of like where he got the idea from. 
And he said one of the things was, even though Korea is like on its own peninsula, he was like, they kind of feel like an island because they're well, bordered yeah. by North Korea <laughs> in the north. That thing to the north. Um, so they don't really. Don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, they kind of have this attitude of being like secluded on an island. So, you know, you never know if prices are going to rise or something bad is going to happen. And, you know, you're affected by being kind of isolated. So it's like, oh, that was an interesting way. Um of looking at it. So, I mean, it clearly resonates with a lot of us. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's like a, 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 an apocalyptic, horrifying class war thing, but also fun because they're games. Right. <laughs> so, and I, I watched a bit of it. It looked very like stylized and kind of cool to look at. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, you have to combine that um, social commentary with like something that's kind of engaging and fun to watch. And it looks like it's yeah. done it. I am curious. I should start watching it. As Stephanie says, Mia, this is for you. I don't understand the initial premise of the squid game from the first scene. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. So that the squid game is one of the children's games that they adapted, you know, from the schoolyard essentially to being in this big battle royale arena. Um, Now, right. So it's like if you took um, hopscotch and you're like, okay, you have to do hopscotch to the death. Now, the thing is, I am still unclear about the rules for Squid Game as well. Um, like, you know, there's something where you have the offense and the defense. And then one person is trying to breach the inside against the other person. Um, and then at some point, you have to fight to make it to the... I don't know, because at the end, they just <laughs> decided they wanted to kill each other and not actually <laughs> win the actual Squid Game. Uh, so, I think it's kind of beside the point. But if I think it is worth re-watching again, maybe just to see if the rules are clear upon a second rewatch. But otherwise, I was just like, well, at the end, they decide to kill themselves. So, <laughs> let's Wait, see. I have to read this comment from Neil Wilson. <laughs> Um, ain't no bleeping way HBO get money after Game of Thrones. Not a bleep penny. I got free HBO through AT&T and it still won't get my worthless view. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're saying that your view is worthless? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's not, Neil. Um, but yeah, you do you, Neil. I love that comment. Stand up. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, I also... I actually really like HBO Max quite a bit, like, in terms of, like, my kind of entertainment time for money yeah. spent I, yeah I, I, that's the thing I, spend, I spend the most time on yeah and i do like that you get to see their releases you know the day-to-date release you know like if i want to see something so i can't complain about that i stopped complaining about hbo max a long time ago <laughs> um but oh to finish off with the squid game um in terms of netflix gonna netflix mm-hmm. <laughs> was yesterday <laughs> i saw um an article that said netflix is already pushing um squid game merchandise of course and i was like this just seems kind of backwards considering you know like they have a hoodie like and i i took a picture of it or a screenshot of it because it just looks so low effort like it's black and then it's got like a little triangle and the name squid game at the bottom ah. and the triangle is just one of the symbols from you know they turn that the guards really wear it looks like a like a mock-up of what it might look yeah. like in real life. So I was like, you can see the message of, you know, capitalism is is bad or, you know, is flawed, is, is, has not resonated with them. I was just watching a video about, like, um, the rise and fall of, like, those uh, teen dystopia things, like uh-huh. the Hunger Games and stuff. And they, had a, and they had a whole bit about, like, um, the kind of absurdity of, like, these, like, Hunger Games being about taking down tyrannical governments and, like, having, like perfume lines based <laughs> on the rich people who are terrorizing the people. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 
we commodify everything yeah. and even things that are like against commodification, which is um, a fun little irony mm-hmm. of the world we live in. I, I think it's cute. <laughs> There's also something, okay, and this is not to pull me off topic, but um, I was watching um, one of the Disney parks like tours or something. And it was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what they have that's new in the park for merchandise. And so they went to the Germany section mm-hmm. of Epcot um, where they're selling beer steins. And on top of the beer stein is a piece of the Berlin Wall. And I was just like, it like just actual. Yeah, piece? we we actually have one Your in our house piece? too. Yeah, my dad bought a piece in Germany. But yeah, it is so weird to me to think you know something that has caused such division and destruction mm. they tear it down. And now they're like, and now we're gonna sell it for pieces. And not only that, Disney is gonna sell it to you. Not necessarily bad. But I, mean, I know how you can make money with it. But yeah, it, it is. It's it's ironic. There's yeah, an irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. It's like rain your wedding day. It's like it's it's very kind of um there's some dissonance. Right. Yeah, I won't say merchandise is bad or evil because I clearly have, have fallen prey to all the merchandising schemes. I so it. I don't hate it. I'm just I'm I'm not moved by it. Yeah. So that was Which Squid I Game. I choose to feel superior about. <laughs> Really. You know, good for you. <laughs> yeah, a round of applause for Dan. You know, New York Comic Con is starting tomorrow, too. Yeah. And there's there's something on my wish list. And I'm like, should I buy it or should I not? So we'll see if I have any willpower. It's a present Loki backpack. It looks really nice, but I never wear those things. So I'm like, should I just spare myself the 70 bucks? We'll see. I think there's a piece of merchandise that I wanted. I don't, I don't mean to be a jerk. Like, I don't think so. Like, I only get... Funkos as gifts, uh-huh. and I never like them. But I always pretend to, of course. I'm always like, thank you. Oh, no. At home, I'm like, what do I do with this little bobble-headed nothing? You just stare and appreciate <laughs> them. Like, you know, like, oh, wow, what a great... I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's another discussion. Anyway, it looks fun. I want to watch Squid Game. I, yeah, you I should. Will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, what else is going on, Mia? What else is out, 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 out in the theaters and the, and, and, and the TVs? <laughs> And Julie loves her Wick T-shirt. Thank you, Julie. Oh, that is supreme merchandise. It's, oh, that is well, yeah. I mean, get the merchandise that 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 benefits us. Obviously, do that. Yeah, I would buy merch. Okay, here's what I do. I would buy merch to support people I I like. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Small creators. But are I have no yeah. use for it myself. Yeah, to each his own. But I would totally like if I like the thing. I would buy like three shirts and then just like give them the goodwill. <laughs> okay, well, that you know, that's fair. Um, so, who wants to hear my Venom 2 review? <laughs> Yay! I was chatting with you earlier. Um, Dan, this movie mm-hmm. that is apparently top of the box office, setting records, Oblivion. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, as seen in the preview or the picture here. Look at all those spikes. <sighs> okay. Venom 2 is a very bad movie. <laughs> And that's my review. How how do you reckon then okay. with the fact that the top critics, okay, I guess it is, it's barely rotten. It's 59% of people liked it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's almost three-fifths of uh, professional paid critics, Mia. <laughs> Are you saying they're wrong? I mean, that's a low score. That is a very low score. So here's what I think about the movie without going into too many spoilers that we may in a bit. Um. So, the whole thing about Venom is it just feels very, very underdeveloped. It seems like it's leaving a lot to be desired. And for this... Who is Venom? Oh, Venom. Okay. So, let's give the background, right? Venom is this alien symbiote um, 
gooey thing who needs a human host to survive essentially so he attaches himself to eddie brock that's what happened in the first movie who's played by tom hardy and voices venom and yeah and so essentially you know it's like how can i use this kind of parasite that's on me how can we use you know benefit each other if he's gonna live on me you know what can we do you know fight crime um you know it might come at the cost of him making me aggressively angry or out of control or something like that so that's something that they could have might have been building up in the first movie but it definitely just crashed and burned in this movie so the whole premise with this one is okay now we've got eddie and venom and they're kind of like an old married couple now because Venom wants to do one thing and Eddie wants to do the other. Venom wants to eat humans and he, Eddie's like, no. It sounds kind of funny. It does. But the gag is it goes on for the entire film. <laughs> and that's the plot of basically the plot of the entire film is for the first half, they're bickering and they break up and they separate. And now Venom is living his life and Eddie is living his life. Um, that's not really a superhero movie. <laughs> it like a- <laughs> and, and, and the problem is that I'm waiting. I'm thinking that this is just going to be like a 15 minute gag where they're separated. They're, sure. you know, oh, I wish Eddie were here <laughs> to see me. You know, Venom sucks. It's like basically the whole B plot of the movie. Um, on top of Carnage, who is played by Woody Harrelson. Um, Woody Harrelson. And. <laughs> So Carnage is this character who is spun off from Venom. Um, he's supposed to be ravenous. He's supposed to be mean. He's supposed to be scary yeah. and all sorts of things. And it just falls so flat, Dan. It falls so <laughs> flat because Carnage does not... because of Woody? Not necessarily. Okay, here's what I think the problem is with this movie. And I would be curious. I don't know if anyone else has seen it as well. But if you have not seen it, I would not suggest you go see it. Um, what <laughs> you I you have seen it, complain about it. Yeah. What I think happened is that a script was written and they were like, we're going to get in and out in 90 minutes. Don't bother me. Don't ask for anything else. <laughs> um I don't know if Andy Serkis was always attached to direct this movie, but he didn't direct the first movie. No. Um, so I think he might have inherited the script. Now, when you get a bad script and it's like Justice League or something, the producers might be like, hey, let's bring on Joss Wheaton to help it out. And But then it makes the movie even worse. So I think they literally just took this movie. They were like, we know it is bad and we're just going to run with it. Um, so like the whole time... <laughs> Uh, Woody Harrelson specifically, and this is the best way to put it, is like the British phrase. They say taking the piss. Like sure. he's literally just, you know, doing whatever. He's like, ah, you know, it's a terrible role, so I'm going to act terrible. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm just going to be silly. It feels like it's directed by Tommy Wiseau. It's like it, wow. it is that. And his line specifically. Um, I can go on and on and that on. I'm curious, honestly. But yeah, I was just disappointed in the fact that they take two cool completely you know awesome characters like venom and carnage squeeze it into a 90 minute movie make it rated uh pg-13 and then try to act like it's a a romantic comedy or something like that and so you kind of just squeeze all the life out of these characters oh i'm so upset <laughs> see, you see okay wait wait it. okay here's my analogy so it's like let's say you're at home and you know mom is away and you and your siblings are like oh we're gonna pull a prank like we're gonna put a lot of detergent in the dishwasher or in the in the washing machine and all these bubbles are gonna come and mom comes it's gonna be so funny and so everyone's like yeah it's gonna be so funny and then mom comes home and she's like 
what is this? Why would you do this? And you're like, we thought she would think it's funny. That's what the cast of Venom 2 did in the in Andy Serkis. It's bad. Oh, poor Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds god awful. Does it upset you that it is uh, doing pretty well? I mean, frankly, um, critically, I mean, okay. Like, there were awful movies. They shouldn't be doing this well critically then. And, like, it's, it's making bank. Yeah. I mean, I'm not upset because i mean venom is spider-man is huge spider-man universe venom is huge so it's like i don't you know disagree that people should be or would want to go to see it is the thing but i would also say now that you know you would probably want to save your money unless you don't feel as personally attacked as me (laughs) because i i I am taking this very personal (laughs) this this is this this does sound like like, did you love the first one or something or or just love spider-man is there a reason it's like, is you're feeling it so personally? Yeah, I think it is because it, to me, it just feels like wasted potential. Gotcha. Like Marvel Studios has, do, has been doing so well, putting in a lot of time yeah, and attention. Yeah. And just the fact that they would just go and be like, mm, you know, I know this is bad, so we're not really going to care. Um, and this movie, based on the post credit scene, not to give too much of a spoiler, is going to have an effect on... Uh, spoiler on the MCU. Hey, speaking of Marvel Studios. So now it's like Kevin Feige is really going to have to come in, you know, with his hammer and his hard hat and, okay. and everyone else at Marvel Studios as well and try to really make Venom work um, when no effort has been put into it before. It is. Is it bad enough that you might get some camp value out of it? You, you mentioned time more so. I mean, um, if it's really yeah. that bad, I might be interested in watching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, I was laughing at a lot of things. Like, there's one part, which it's not too spoilery, um, at the end before he is going to meet his demise, Carnage. Mm-hmm. And Woody Harrelson is like, Crunch you know, guys. Eddie, there's just one thing that I wanted from you. And you're like, oh, love. Or he's like, your friendship. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? None of his actions up until the, in this whole <laughs> film had indicated that he wanted to be friends with Eddie or anything like that. So there's a lot of picks. I I have a lot of notes, too. Um, <laughs> one of my notes says, I think uh, an AI wrote this script. Um, I said, the pacing feels off. Just like if you walked into your living room and the furniture is moved three quarters an inch to the right. <laughs> there is... Mm -mm, to me nothing redeemable about this film and that makes me sad (laughs) you're savaging it so brutally it kind of makes me curious almost i mean i won't see it yeah maybe wait till streaming or something like that i mean if you want to go in take the time to get dressed go to the theater pay for tickets sit in the seat watch the and waste your time and money I love how you make all those steps sound so horrible and laborious, too. Like, go to the theater, get a ticket, walk the distance from the ticket counter to the theater. I door. mean, I'm, I'm, hmm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It sounds like it, it, it generally was a, a difficult experience. Yeah, I don't want a Venom 3, and I'm putting it up there with uh, Fantastic Beasts and movie series that need to be, Ooh. like, canceled. Well, let's hope. <laughs> Do we want to say anything else about... uh, (laughs) That's how angry you are. Please, no. Shut me up now. (laughs) Okay. Should we just move on to the final segment? Yeah, let's do that. That'll be fun. I got to let off some steam. Yeah, yeah. Let's go into um, the Wick News Lightning Round. (laughs) Where we go through all the news stories we didn't have time to fit into the main show and each give our 20-second reactions to them. 
to give you the information you need and the entertainment you need as you see if we can try to fit in our opinions in that time limit. <laughs> maybe, maybe who's going first? Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, you're reading. I'm answering. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. First story. Westworld season four set video shows Dolores Abernathy and Rachel Wood back in action. Yeah. But she died last time. Yeah, she did. I completely forgot about that. So I had to go yeah. back and do my research. It's been over a year. Um, I guess I'm like, I know Dolores won't be gone for long. She's a main staple of the show. And it's like she was walking down the street and there's a lot of dead people. So I think she's going to be back for revenge somehow. I'm sure she can come back. I know she's going to come back. So we'll just see whenever it comes out. Nice. All right. This is fun. Dan, uh, the Umbrella Academy 3 checks into Hotel Oblivion for season three uh, next year. Yeah. So, Umbrella Academy, um, good show on Netflix, superhero show. Not the biggest show, that's Squid Game, but it's coming back for season three. 2022, predicted it. I like that show a lot. I think it's quirky. I think it kind of caught out a good space for itself in the superhero kind of area. I'll watch it. Hotel Oblivion is like the kind of theme of the thing. I'm sure from the comics. It looks good. I'm looking forward to it. Bam. Yay. Too slow. Oh, here's an important one. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney settle their multi-million dollar Black Widow lawsuit. Apparently, she got $40 million. Ooh. I read. Ha-cha-cha. Yeah. I'm, it's, to me, that seemed quick. I don't know for like court, you know, maybe her neck, her was, I don't know what I was trying to say. It's good that they settled it. We are, I'm in favor of Scar Joe getting her money and, um, you know, it wasn't a good look for Marvel or for Disney, um, especially with the other lawsuit that they had against the Marvel family. So oh, it's what? like, oh. <laughs> that seemed quick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So here's kind of a double one. So interview with the vampire begins filming in December in New Orleans and they cast um, Bailey Bass, I believe, as Claudia. Yeah. Claudia is the Kernston Dunst role from the 94 movie where she's like, she's like the, she's like the, the little kid vampire they turn, the Tom Cruise turns, or Sam Reed, and then Jacob Anderson, Grey Room from Game of Thrones is going to be Louie. They have the full cast. They're doing this. They're going to bring vampires back. Um, I am curious. Um, it's a tall order, though. I wonder if they're going to have the entire book in one season or... Ew. All right. Um, Mia. Disney reveals release date and poster for The Book of Boba Fett. When's it come out? Yeah, so it's coming out December 29th, so the very, very oh, the end, end of the year between the holiday season, um, which means it'll be going into this, uh, 2022. We've got a lot of Star Wars TV shows coming out, so it's going to be a very, very lengthy year. Disney wants all of your time between Marvel and Star Wars, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I like Boba Fett. They've sure. been doing supremely well with The Mandalorian, so I have no reason not to be, you know, excited. <laughs> Okay, this was an interesting one, Dan. Um, so there is a major film and TV crew um, union. They authorized a nationwide strike, which could affect everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I forget the name. Sorry, but there's like a, a, a giant group of unions across the country, uh, basically film and TV crews, who authorize their leadership to do a nationwide strike if the studio union doesn't meet or studios don't meet their demands for like better wages, more breaks, et cetera, and so forth. If it goes through, it'd be historically the first time in the, the, the whole history and it would shut down everything like, like COVID did. Um, we're not sure what's going to happen, um, but it's very interesting and possibly very momentous and a big change. Yeah, we'll see. Perfect. All right, Mia. HBO Max released the first look clip at its 
Peacemaker series starring John Cena as Peacemaker from the Suicide Squad. Here yeah, it is. Yeah, this clip was really fun. So it's uh, Peacemaker meeting his new team at a restaurant and they're already like, who is this guy? He's got a costume. He's got a bald eagle in his trunk. It was very funny. It's that signature James Gunn humor like the Suicide Squad and everything else. So, and I think this is the first like DC spinoff, like DCEU spinoff. Yeah, so right. it'll be like Marvel, um, not like the CW <sighs> stuff. So I want to see how that plays out. It's always like Marvel chasing that tail. <laughs> All right. And finally, Hannah Waddingham um, kept the shame bill from Game of Thrones. What do we think about that? That's adorable. Uh, Hannah Waddingham played uh, Septimus Unella, the shame of Game of Thrones. You know, shame, shame, shame. Ring a bell, ring, ding, ding. She kept it. That's cute. She gets to hang that bell, have it on her mantle, and like ring it whenever her kid's something she doesn't like. <laughs> or just whenever like the, I don't know, the neighbor's dog gets too close to her gardenias. That'd be a blast. I like that. <laughs> I want one. See, okay, that's merch I might actually buy. Ooh, wow. Why don't they sell that? <laughs> Why don't they sell like a Game of Thrones shame bell? That is... Because it's functional. Could you just buy a regular bell to... I want the one she had. Okay. No, I want like a one modeled after it. Okay. That actually does appeal to me. Like more than a shirt that said like shame on it does. I want a bell. Let's do it. Okay. HBO um, programming. You heard it here be a first. Great Wit Club gift too. What's the Wit Club? You asked. The Wit Club is a monthly feature where you, the fans, as Stephanie says, I'd buy it. Yeah, I agree. That is a great idea. You should you should do that. HBO when you're watching. Who runs HBO? Casey Bloys. Um, the Wit Club is a monthly extra bit of stuff for you, our bestest of fans, where you get. An extra article, an extra video, and a monthly prize, like a shame bell. I'm going to look for I'm going to see if there is one out there. Um, to join the Wick Club and get access to all this good stuff, all you got to do is buy a Wick Club t-shirt. Talking about merch and how much we love it. If you're interested, you can go to this link right here. It's also in the description. And I believe that is about all for our show this week, man. Any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I just need to go decompress after my Venom review. I'll be man. fine. Yeah, I, I again. I, you know, I, I might I, be I'm hangry sorry. too. I need. I haven't eaten all day. I just realized yeah, my stomach was growling. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is a little more personal than I thought. <laughs> so we're gonna sign off. We're gonna go have something to eat. Yeah. And in the meantime, you can find us in uh, podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available, and we stream live on the Winter Is Coming YouTube page and uh, Facebook page every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, here at Winter is Coming. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.